know, today I was thinking, my daughter caught me this morning. So she and I have agreement, no more self-depreciating humor. And it's amazing how hard that is to stop because it's not necessarily that I think bad about myself, but think about it. And the way I grew up, you didn't... You, you don't accept a compliment. If somebody compliments you, you say, oh, it was no big deal, or um, or you compliment them back. So you don't really ever accept the compliment, because if you accepted the compliment, that would mean that you're like prideful, right? Um, it, at least the way I grew up. And maybe it was because I grew up a pastor's kid. I don't know. And then the self-depreciating humor is fascinating because the more successful we are, the more we seem to have to use it to actually apologize for our success. You look great today. Well, thank you. You look great today. Oh, it was nothing. My hair's not quite the way I wanted it to be. That's really how we're taught to respond. Because if we said, oh, thank you, I just love the way my hair looks today. Or just, thank you, it did turn out great. People seem to think that that means that you're egotistical, which it doesn't necessarily. So it's interesting that at least the way I was taught, maybe because I was, like I said, a pastor's kid and a wallflower, maybe that's just the behaviors that I learned. I would love to hear how self-depreciating humor works in your life. But what happens, and this is why my daughter and I have the challenge, is that when you use it, you start to believe it. So... We, somebody says, oh, that was an amazing launch you just did. Oh, you know, it seems like it on the surface, but underneath there was all this craziness and a lot of work goes into these things. And uh, you're just really stressed out by the end. And it's all worth it, but it really is a lot of work. And never once did I say, thank you. I'm glad it went off awesome. Because if I acknowledge that it was a great success, that would somehow say that I'm prideful, at least in my mind. And so I have to, I feel like I have to downplay that success in some way. So let's see, how old am I? I am 44 years old. I was born in 1974. So that kind of gives you an idea of the time that I was born in and the the cultural norms of the time. I mean, when I was growing up, my grandparents told me that I could be a teacher or um, a nurse or a pastor because I come from a line of pastors. And the United Methodists have been ordaining female pastors since 1954. So that was acceptable. It was acceptable to be a nurse. My aunt was a nurse. It was acceptable to be a teacher. I also come from a very long line of teachers. My great-grandmother actually was a principal. And... uh, If you can imagine, there were not very many female principals in that day. She was quite a strong woman. So I come from a long line of strong and stubborn women, (laughs) if you can't tell. So when I was growing up, there wasn't, it still was not very progressive. It was still very constricted on how you could behave as a female. The the boys in my class, if they were good at something, were getting lots of praise and saying, oh yeah, I'm awesome. But the girls in the class got praise. We had to downplay it and say, oh yeah, it was nothing. And I, I, there's other people who are better than me. So it's really interesting. And I wonder how much of the my self-depreciating humor comes from just the cultural norms of my time. Uh, comes from not wanting to stand out because if you stand out too much then that's putting other people down isn't that an interesting belief why would my standing out put other people down this is like the belief I brought up the other day that uh, someone in my family has that if you are rich you're 
you that money is at the expense of someone else so it's like there's only so much money in the world it is this belief and that so if you have amassed a lot of it that means you kept other people from having any and that's not how it works at all but that's their belief and that I grew up with and I had to overcome that in order to become successful and abundant to realize that that's not necessarily the way money functions at all and me having living a comfortable life doesn't mean I'm dooming somebody else to live in the ghetto so uh, it's just really interesting so if you haven't tried this challenge of cutting out the self-depreciating humor especially if you're my generation or older try it try it just for a day and then try it for three days and then try it for a week but just try it for a day because you'll be amazed how often in one single day you can do it (laughs) and it's hard to catch yourself so that's why my daughter and I do it together and uh, so this came up at the breakfast table and I forgot what what she said and but I I downplayed whatever she said to me I think she said my hair looked good or something and she said I thought we weren't doing self-depression no I can't even say it now so that's good maybe subconsciously I can't say it because I'm trying to cut it out of my life (laughs) so join me on the challenge let me know how yours is doing I think we can succeed a lot more and a lot faster in life if we quit putting a throttle on it and just own our own excellence and get out there and become even more excellent so let me know what you think and we'll talk soon And remember to share the love. Give me a like. Tell me what you liked. Comment and tell me what you want to talk about next time, what you enjoyed about this time. And if there's someone that you want to have join us on this journey, the more the merrier. Let's go to lizhester.com connect and you will see all the different ways that we can journey together. I have podcasts and I have videos because some people like to listen to me on the road. Some people like to share the journey together through video. So whichever ones you prefer, Let me know. Come join me at lizhester.com slash connect and let's do this thing together.